Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show always guaranteed to bring you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. Thank you so much for tuning into the show here tonight. It's the debut show. Uh, if you're listening to this, you are a friend of mine, and even if I don't know you, uh, you are a friend of mine for listening to this. So I'm going to tell you what the show is about here and what it's going to be about. And uh, since this is the debut show and we're doing a top 10, I figure what better way than to focus on my favorite debut albums of all time and, you know, what to choose from in all of the history of... Wow, so I didn't really know how to do it, you know? I mean, how do you make cuts and blah, blah, blah? You, anybody that's made lists before, if you're a music fan like I am, a lifelong music fan, you're going to have a problem doing this and narrowing it down, so... The only thing I could think to do was really just isolate my favorite tracks from particular favorite debut albums, and I'm going to go in track number order. So the first song is going to be a track one, and the last song is going to be a track ten from a debut album. I hope that makes sense to you. It makes sense in my head. So maybe I'm making my perfect debut album and hopefully turn you on to some good stuff if you haven't heard it before or just heard a little bit of it and never gave it a proper chance that's why people do these music podcasts so since everybody does one i'm going to try to do something a little bit original here so let me know what you think so first song and i always said for years and years i've been trying to get a music show off the ground if i ever do the first song i'm ever going to play is this song and thankfully it happens to be a track one on a debut album this is by a really personal favorite band of mine called Hanoi Rocks, a band that just really never caught on in the United States. They have, you know, kind of a cult following, but I don't even know if they have that in the States, but I know I'm a big fan. They do have some famous fans uh, of all types of rock and roll, people that have gone on record, everybody from people from Guns N' Roses to Pearl Jam to Slipknot. The, the influence ranges. I love these guys, and... You know, my theory, I guess, on why they never made it really big here in the States is, you know, I guess we just like to kind of have a genre, a gang to belong to. I don't know. When they came along in the early 80s, I guess they everybody just thought they were a little too hard rock for new wave and a little too new wave for hard rock, if that makes any kind of sense. When I used to work in record store for years, I would play these guys' records and i get everything from, is this Motley Crue to, is this The Cure? So you be the judge. So this track is the very first track off their very first album. The album itself is called Bangkok Shocks, Saigon Shakes, Hanoi Rocks. Very long title and I'm glad I got it on the first take. This is the first track and it is called Tragedy. Enjoy.
Alright, that was Tragedy by Hanoi Rocks. I hope you enjoyed that, if that was your first time listening to it especially. Uh, you know, sadly, I I guess I will probably never get to see that band perform live. I They broke up in the mid-80s and, uh, originally because of Vince Neil killing their drummer at the time, Razzle, in a drunk driving accident. And, you know, they broke up. And they did, it actually got back together in the early 2000s, put out three really great reunion albums like... They hadn't like like they just froze them in a block of ice and thawed them out like right when they broke you know after they broke up it was really really good records I highly recommend those as well uh, you know I, it's I, I can't believe that they never even did like a mini tour of the United States uh, it really bums me out I the only member of that band I've ever seen perform live is Sammy Yaffa the bass player who played bass on that particular track you just heard. Uh, he, in the last few years, was playing bass for the New York Dolls, the reformed New York Dolls. and So I had the uh, pleasure of seeing him there. And about a year or so ago, a year and a half ago, Sammy Yaffa actually quit the Dolls and joined up with lead singer of Hanoi Rock's Michael Monroe again. And now he's playing a Michael Monroe solo band. Uh, Monroe just put out a solo album this year called Sensory Overdrive which is only available in the States as an import, but it's supposed to have a domestic release, even though it keeps getting pushed back. But I'm sure I will get to hear that record uh, very soon, hopefully sooner than later. Michael Monroe, just a supreme talent. Not only does he an amazing frontman from all the footage I've ever seen of him, but he can play the saxophone and the harmonica, and he's... You know, he's he's a virtuoso on both of those instruments. I am not kidding you at all. The guy surrounds himself with great talent as well. Uh, Ginger of the Wild Hearts the, uh, wrote a lot of, uh, pretty much collaborated with Michael on his new solo album. And there's guest appearances by Lemmy from Motorhead and Lucinda Williams. Uh, a variety that I love. I love hearing. When stuff like that happens, it, it makes me smile because. Uh, if there's anybody that hates separatism of music, it's this guy over here. And you could find that song, Tragedy, on, like the, like I said, the debut album, Bangkok Shocks, Saigon Shakes, Hanoi Rocks. I, If you want to go the compilation route, definitely check out the double disc called This One's for Rock and Roll, which focuses on both eras of the band. First disc covering the classic era and the second disc covering the reunion era. That's that's an amazing release if you if you want something to get you started, or you could just buy the original album. It's also a great box set of their original studio albums. I will post links to all of these things so you don't have to write them down. And please go visit the site cnjradio.com, find my show area, and use those links. It, you know, so I'm gonna make it easy for you. <laughs> Do everything I can for you. Then let's move on to track two. Track two of an amazing debut album. Some would argue that this album single-handedly invented the heavy metal genre. It would be hard to argue that fact. That means I'm talking about Black Sabbath. Their debut album was apparently recorded live in two takes. Who does that anymore? I, I don't know anybody that does that anymore. So it took... Just a few hours, like two to three hours, to record this masterpiece. It's a five-star record. This track is the second track on there after that amazing opener that they did. But this song is really cool. And speaking of harmonica players, hey, wow, lead singers that play harmonica. Uh, quite a theme we got going on here. 
Ozzy Osbourne actually does play harmonica on this track. This is a song much like a, a band that also started in the late 60s, early 70s. Took a little influence from Lord of the Rings, for sure. This song is called The Wizard. we 
All right, there is some nice loud rock and roll there for you. Black Sabbath's The Wizard from their debut album, Black Sabbath. You know, uh, every time I, every time I think, you, you know, that's not a song you hear on the radio a lot, and I'm going to really try to do that for the most part on this show because, you know, we've all heard Iron Man, Paranoid, you know, great songs, but, you know, do, do your stations, if you listen to terrestrial radio, which I'm sorry if you do, hopefully you at least all have satellite at this point. Or listen to shows like this to uh, listen to music you haven't heard 900 friggin' times in a row. Uh, Wizard, listening to it, you know, I don't think anybody in that band was expendable. If anybody different had been in that band, it just would not have been the same. Just a perfect four for that time for that particular music. Bill Ward, just a great drummer. His attack is ridiculous. Geezer Butler, not only a great bass player, but the supreme lyricist of that band. Uh, even though Ozzy's the singer and a great frontman and everything, you know, Geezer wrote the bulk of the lyrics in that band. And of course, Tony Iommi rounding it out, the father of metal riffs. Uh, what what more can you ask for? They were definitely a perfect band. Uh, so there you go. And also, if you're if you're a big fan and you don't have this already, I, I should probably seek sponsorship from Rhino Records because I'm sure I'm going to mention them a lot on the show. There's an amazing box set that came out uh, a little under 10 years ago called The Black Box, the complete original Black Sabbath, 1970 through 1978. It has the original eight Black Sabbath albums with Ozzy on vocals. Just, and it sounds, that's where I got that song from. I mean, it's just so nice, crisp remastering, just very loud. And, you know, that's, it's, it's the Bible for metal if, if you know someone that's just getting into metal. I still love metal. I'm not growing out of it, apparently, and I'm totally fine with that. So, all right, we're going to move on to track three. And, you know, I'm now just realizing this, looking at the list here. I, you'd think I'd plan this in advance, but I swear to you I didn't. The first five songs, the first half of the show, is all bands from England, and the second half is all bands from the USA. That's crazy and ridiculous, and I, I, I love it. I I wish I had planned that in advance, but I really didn't. Fun surprise. So this third track is going to be the biggest challenge that any of you have out there. Uh, I, I'm going to ask for the next uh, nearly nine minutes of your time. If you are listening to this on a pair of really good headphones... Take 10 minutes from what you're doing and just really just get into this song. This is a song from a band called King Crimson. Their debut album is a landmark album. You know, and people say, oh, you know, prog rock and everything, nerdy rock. These, This is a classic, classic album. I mean, this is like a piece of classical music, but it's just so powerful, and it, this record means a lot to me. And it's only a five-song record. Because all the songs are very long. This song is no exception. It is called Epitaph. Take 10 minutes, like I said, take 10 minutes out of your day here. Turn up the headphones and just get into this song. This, that's all I can really say. I, I hope you enjoy. Here it is.
and even the fade out takes about 30 seconds to a minute just to be completely done there that was king crimson and the full title of that song is epitaph including march for no reason and tomorrow and tomorrow i don't know what that means but i i love the track that doesn't take away from my love of it that's from an album that i failed to mention is actually called in the court of the crimson king and uh, you need to go pick up that record. It's a, it's one of those albums that if you ever look at those uh, geeky lists where they have the best album covers of all time, it's got that screaming face. So maybe you know what I'm talking about now. Just a great record. And, you know, hey, I even does those timpani drums on there. It even makes me think about uh, I played timpani drums in high school uh, in the concert band. So uh, it's, you know, I. I really never noticed those before. There's so much going on in that song. The Mellotron's great. You know, it sounds like, you know, a string section's playing, but that's just a little tiny looking keyboard thing with it's like the first sampler was the Mellotron. There's a uh, some music history there for you. It was also used a lot more famously on uh, Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles. That was where people first heard of Mellotron. Also Nights in White Satin by the Moody Blues. Uh there's also some great stuff out there. King Crimson has a ton of records out there. They've been through numerous lineup changes. I think that's actually the only... Uh, that, that lineup only made it through like that record and maybe the record after that. And then they broke up and then they, they went away for a long time. They still play shows here and there, but you know it's almost a completely different lineup. The great Adrian Ballou has played for them. Tony Levin, people like that. There's also a great box set out called 21st Century Guide to King Crimson. There's two volumes of that, studio tracks and live tracks. But have no fear if you're just getting into them. Besides getting the debut album, you can also look for the concise 21st Century Guide to King Crimson. There, There's a lot of stuff to listen to if you're thinking about getting into them. But uh, fear not and just dive in and swim. So, yeah. We're moving on to track number four here. And, uh, you know, we just listened to a nine-minute song. I was like, this one better be quick and easy, and it is. This is a, a song that a lot of people actually found, I found out years and years after the fact that a lot of people knew about this song when I would play it for them because they had heard it, like, in Guitar Hero or Rock Band or one of those games. And I've I loved this track since I first heard it just a little over ten years ago. It's from a great debut album, and let's get some female vocals going on here, especially with this great attitude. This is The Pretenders, and it's from their debut album called The Pretenders. It is called Tattooed Love Boys. The new 20 doors. Around her heart, black and blue, the two love boys I tore my knees up, get sent to you, cause I needed To find out what the thing was for, I've been reading Man, the time came to explore I went A-fire, cause I thought Like I like it, little tease But I didn't need it But you mess with a good star, you gotta pay A good time was guaranteed for one and all the tattoos. Target practice in the hall while we're paying for their number to get called out. I, 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 
such a hot track i love that tattooed love boys by the pretenders off of their debut album called the pretenders there's uh rhino records once again put out a really nice deluxe version of that album with an extra disc you can also find that on their retrospective box set called pirate radio go out and get those things chrissy hine just a phenomenal talent that that band the band on the first two albums were amazing it's so sad that you know like uh, the guitar player and the bass player died like really shortly after that uh they still continue on and i i I, i'm so embarrassed i've never seen the pretenders live i'm going to uh fix that problem on their next go around Uh, also chrissy hine put out a great album last year called uh jp chrissy and the fairground boys really really good record uh check that one out as well so yeah, it was, let's uh, let's move on. This is the last track of the European bands. I said England earlier, but actually European. Uh, that's that's Hanoi Rocks' fault since they're from Finland. Uh, this uh, track is from a band that you all know and love. I I don't know anybody that actually hates this band, even if even if they're just casual fans. You know, just just radio fans of the singles. You know, people that don't actually. This is a band I always challenge people to go find their original albums and listen to them because you'll hear great gems like this that I'm about to play. This band is called Queen. Their debut album just called Queen. This song rocks so much. I've I've never heard it on the radio myself. So I'm here to play it for you. If this is your first time, get ready. This is maybe this may not be the Queen that you know and love. But it rocks pretty hard, and 
it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird in places so don't be afraid just just have fun with it yeah this is a song called liar enjoy
That was Liar by Queen from the album Queen. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I don't know if that's possible, but let me know if you did. And you get, like, you can get that on that record. I know that actually they just put out Queen remasters uh, with all the separate albums remastered. That particular audio is from the Crown Jewels box set. And uh, that that's a, it's got the first eight albums on there. So like the Black Sabbath one, first eight albums. Some people would argue that they stopped listening to them after those first eight albums. I stuck in there through the end. But, you know, I can't argue that those first eight albums aren't just the the measuring stick for a lot of music that's come out since then. Just, uh, God, I've probably used the same adjectives and stuff over and over again. So just just get it. You, You know how good they are. Uh, get a little deeper on Queen, everybody, if you haven't already. Freddie Mercury, greatest frontman ever. You know, I guess it's debatable, but there's tons of evidence to, uh, you know, to <laughs> to make that a fact. All right, so we are we are through the halfway point and just getting warmed up. We're coming from across the pond over to the United States, which is where I hail from, Texas to be exact. But we're going to the East Coast, where the Yankees are. I love New York, though. A lot of, a lot of, just the bands that came from New York. This is a band that is so synonymous with New York. It's in their name. This band is the band that influenced the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, and so many others. The New York Dolls, their first album, and they're they're all wearing drag on the cover because that's what they did. And they played great sloppy 50s and 60s influenced rock and roll. And everybody loves them because of it. I love them. I I still think they're great. 
they just got back together like you know about seven years ago those reunion albums are really good don't be afraid of them don't be afraid to listen to new material by uh classic bands the t-shirt bands get get the most out of your music people that's all i'm saying i'll get off my soapbox let's listen to some rock and roll this is a song that when i did see the new york dolls a few years ago at, at the house of blues i i i was in the front row i stuck my hand out and i actually got to strum on sylvain sylvain's guitar during this song i can die happy uh, this song is called trash from the New York Dolls from the debut album The New York Dolls you see a recurring theme here after a while 
go pick that album up. And God, I you know I'm such a I I you probably realize this by now. I'm I'm a I'm a reissue geek. I'm a remaster nerd. I I want that stuff to come out. I will rebuy an album if if you just make it louder. Maybe throw in a few bonus tracks or live tracks. I love that stuff. And I that that hasn't happened yet with uh, those original New York Dolls albums. I want that in too much too soon. I want them remastered. Please turn them up to their maximum volume potential. Uh, there's that best of the those 20th Century Master series. There is one for the Dolls, so you can get like kind of the best of those first two albums. That's a that's a good album to have as well. Uh, it's a good one to put in the car and just turn up really loud, or just in the house, or wherever you like to listen to your rock and roll. I, I, New York Dolls is the second loudest band I've ever seen in my life. First being the Motorhead, of course. Uh, if you've seen them, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, the Dolls were the second loudest band I've ever seen. Uh, my ears, after any show, whether it's outside or inside, my hearing kicks back. You know, within half hour, hour, at least by the time I wake up, it's it's not there. The ringing is not there. But New York Dolls, my ears rang for three days straight, and it actually started to scare me a little bit. I didn't think it was going to stop ringing. Yeah, now we we are actually staying in New York City for track number seven. And for those of you who are going to be longtime listeners of the show, it won't take you long to figure out that I am a big fan of this band. A band that has a lot of big fans. Uh, they have an army, actually. Yeah, I'm referring to Kiss. Uh, one of the most loved and most hated bands of all time. Is there? Are there any middle ground Kiss fans? I don't. I don't think there are. You either love this band or you hate them. I. It, it's one of my goals of this show is probably to get you to love them. I will try not to do an all Kiss show, but I will sprinkle them in. Uh, in sporadic shows if I feel the need, and I do feel the need on this show because that debut album of theirs is a solid record. They know it still. They play the majority of it live still. Uh, Track 7 on this album is my favorite song on this album. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. It is an amazing show opener uh, when they ever play live. I always hope it's the opening song. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. This is a great song, and it is called Deuce.
All right. If you weren't tapping on the dash, air drumming, or tapping your feet, or tapping on your desk, or wherever you are to that song, then you you may have no soul. Deuce by Kiss from the album Kiss. There's about a billion compilations you can find that on as well. If you don't have anything by Kiss and you want to get a good best of, there are so many out there. I am here to help. I am going to recommend that you get a double disc that's pretty cheap, even though it is a double disc, called Kiss Gold. There's a series of these gold compilations for the Universal Music. That's the one that I would go with. That covers their quote-unquote classic era, 1974 through 1981. Uh, That's where I would start. There's your 101. Here to help. Now to get into something, uh, uh, this is not a uh, this is not a love or hate them band. This is another one of those bands that I don't know a lot of people that dislike them. They put out this. If I was making the actual top ten my favorite debut albums of all time instead of doing the tracks, then this would make that list for sure. This is a band called The Cars. Their first album, simply titled The Cars, once again, is a five star record. It is a perfect album all the way through. I think this is like one of those debut albums like Boston where I think every song, I've heard every one of these songs on the radio and it's still a great record and I never get sick of listening to it. This song in particular is was sung by the late great Ben Orr, their original bass player, and even though they got back together this year, the Cars, even though they never said they, 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 said they never would get back together, especially Rick Ocasek, the lead singer, because of Ben Orr dying. They did get back together, but I gotta give them a, I gotta hand it to them uh, respect because they haven't replaced Ben Orr. They, 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 they play live without a bass player, and uh, Greg Hawks just doubles bass stuff on his keyboard, and you know the guitar Elliot Easton, great lead guitar player. They they all cover his parts, you know, and I think that's really cool. They leave a bass on a guitar stand and. Yeah, the reports I'm hearing from those shows, you know, very respectful to the memory of Ben Orr. He sang on this song once again. For those of you who, uh, you may have other memories of this song, uh, sort of like the uh, the pool scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So this song always puts uh, a lot of red-blooded American males in a very good mood. I'm talking about moving in stereo. Let's enjoy this one together, shall we? Down. 
Now that's a classy fade out. I wish I could take credit for that one, but I actually, even though I own the Cars album, the debut album, I got that one from one of the Rhino Records compilations. It was either the Complete Greatest Hits or the Just What I Needed. Yes, I, I am a geek and I do have both of them. And uh, I used to work in record stores, so, you know, it's like, oh, let's just buy a best of, you know. Back when there were no iPods, it's like, okay, if you go on a road trip, you usually take a best of or something. But, uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, and the reason they had to fade that out is because just the, that album flows. The the second, the B-side of the album, side two, uh, You're All I've Got Tonight, Bye Bye Love, Moving in Stereo, all mixed up. They just all went into each other. They all just... It just flowed very well. There's like no pause there. So, yeah, there is a little uh, useless information there for you. Cars moving in stereo. Let's move on to another band that uh, definitely got huge in the early 80s after starting in the late 70s, much like the Cars. A band from California, from sunny California, a band that really makes the state shine so much like no other before them besides the Beach Boys, maybe. Van Halen, probably the band that like really made me a rocker. So I'm always gonna love Van Halen. You know, I was I'd be listening to the radio as an impressionable little kid. You, you hear your parents' music first, and then you start to find the radio stations. And then when I realized there was more than just the run-of-the-mill top 40 pop music, which I still love from that era, Van Halen was the band that got me into rock and roll. I will always love them for that. And I actually, the first time I ever heard this particular song, we're, uh, obviously we're going to play a song off of Van Halen 1. It is my favorite track 9 of all time. We are just uh, two songs away from finishing this whole deal. First time I ever heard this song, I, I was a kid that had a lot of 45s. I loved my 45s, and... You know, usually on a 45, you'd either get like an unreleased song that didn't make the record or you get a deep album track. Or in this case, uh, I bought this. This song was the B-side on the Hot for Teacher 45. So even though Hot for Teacher came out on the 1984 album, they featured a song from an older album on there. And I'm so glad they did. I listened to this song as much as Hot for Teacher after a while. Still love this song. I, I saw them on the reunion tour with Dave a few years ago, and they actually played this song. I couldn't believe it. It gave me chills. The song still gives me chills to this day. It's haunting. It's it's really cool. It rocks at the same time. This song, and I and, you know I'm not trying to brag. You won't hear this one on the radio. I I promise you. This song is called Little Dreamer. <laughs> Skies. But you were young and bold And baby, didn't that change with a wink of your eye? Now no one's talking about those crazy days gone by No one talks about the times you cried A little dreamer Oh, 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 
least likely to succeed I had to tell them maybe you were armed with all you need Seems no one's talking about those crazy days gone past Weren't they amazed when you were Dreamer by Van Halen, a song unlike all the other songs you've heard tonight so far. It's actually only available on one album and one album only. The great Van Halen won a five-star debut album, to be sure, and would definitely be my top ten debut albums of all time. But that's not what we're doing on this show in particular. We're doing my favorite tracks. So that was my favorite ninth track on a debut album of all time, Little Dreamer once again. Hope you enjoyed that. If you heard it, if that was the first time you're hearing it, let me know. I'd love to know what you think of that. And, you know, if you've made it this far, you're probably like, oh, this guy only listens to classic rock. And, you know, it is my favorite era of music, you know, like 70s, 80s, you know, late 60s, early 90s, you know, that, that kind of stuff. That, that You know, I'm, I'm 32 years old, and, you know, that's going to be my favorite era. You know, even though I, I was born in 79, a lot of my favorite music is from the 70s, and that's that's fair. You know, my favorite bands, Kiss, Alice Cooper, Roxy Music, David Bowie, Frank Zappa, T-Rex, you know, a lot of that stuff. It's all 70s oriented. I just think it's a great era for music, but I, I don't limit myself to that, and not because I feel the need to not do that. It's because I've found a lot of great music. I mean, you don't. I don't know anyone that doesn't work in a record store for years and years and years and not find appreciation for a lot of different types of music. You know, variety is cool. You listen to the same stuff over and over again. It gets boring. It gets stagnant. And you may get back to it later on, but you don't listen to it for a while. Then that's, uh, you know, I don't want to get sick of the stuff I like. So that's why you have to branch out. It definitely helps. 
So basically I said all that because uh, this is kind of my handshake extension for those of you that are not as classic rock oriented. And one of my favorite bands of the modern era is a band called Weezer. Uh, definitely a band that loves their classic rock as well. Uh, Rivers Cuomo just uh, really has a great pop sensibility and he knows how to rock when he wants to. The, de- the debut albums, you know, it's called Weezer. A lot of people know it as the Blue Album. They have, what, four albums called Weezer? They have the blue one and the green one and the red one. Okay, so they have three. But the, the Blue Album is definitely, uh, you know, probably another, in my opinion, another five-star album. And, you know, it's one of those, when I was, I was in high school when this album came out, and I remember resisting them for a little bit, but it only took about two or three singles to come out when I was like, okay, I can't, I can't not listen to this band. They, they're, they're in, they interest me so much. And I'm so glad that I, you know, gave in and bought that album. Still listen to it all the time, bought the deluxe edition, the whole thing. And I think this is a great closer track. This is, this is why this is my favorite track 10 of all time. It's, it just, it, it, it has that rock in it, but it's got that, it's got that, uh, epic feel and it's a long song it's almost as long as the king crimson song it's about eight minutes or so and it's got a great tender jam quality to it as well it just it goes through a lot of different things on this song runs the gamut of emotions so enjoy this song and i'll come back and and talk just a little bit after we're done here but for now this is only in dreams
that was Weezer with Only in Dreams. My favorite track 10 of all time. Out of all the debut albums I've ever heard and own and love, that is the best track 10 for my money. Hope you enjoyed that. Only in Dreams. Another 8-minute epic. we got two 8-minute epics on the show. One from two completely different types of bands, and I love that. Uh, you know, I've talked up all of these albums that I've played tonight. I've got a, a great way that you can do me a favor and also pick up some great albums in turn. Go to cnjradio.com. That's C as in Chris, N as in, let's say, Nazareth, and J as in Joey, radio.com. cnjradio.com. It's got all the shows that myself and my best friend and broadcast partner Chris do. So enjoy those as well. I'd love for you to check those out as well. So when you go to the Rock Strikes 10 page, you're going to find the blog on there. That I'm going to also have a list of all of my favorite debut albums. So you can you know, critique and, and pick apart my list, which I would love for you to do. And also, all of the songs that we played here tonight, I'm going to leave you links on how to buy those records. And, you know, if you're an iTunes or eMusic person, I'm going to leave you some download links so every possible way you can enjoy this stuff and purchase it for yourself, I'm going to have on that site. So use my site. Um, I'm here to help and just here to spread the music. And uh, that's what it's all about. So. On that note, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed my debut show about debut albums. I will go ahead and tell you what we're going to do on the next couple of shows, because I know what we're going to do on the second show. Why not find out what bands did not fall prey to the sophomore slump? We're going to have the second album was better list. Bands that had better second albums than debut albums. Now that's a fun that that's one I couldn't wait to do, so I've already got the list down and I'm really gonna enjoy that show. So look out for that show. And then on show number three, I'm gonna do my top ten favorite power trios of all time. Uh also another that's gonna be a fun show. I'm gonna have a lot of fun doing this show. I hope you have fun listening to it. So after the third show, I have no idea what we're gonna do. And uh that's where you come in. Uh let me know what you want to hear on this show. Give me a weird top ten list to do. You know, it doesn't have to be weird, but give it, you just come up with stuff, send it to me, and I'll see what I can do. You know, uh, I'm not even going to leave you suggestions here. Just, just let me know what you want to hear. What do you want to hear from me? You know, what do you want to know? Whatever. Just go to cnjradio.com. Email me. You know, all the links will be there. If there's a Facebook for the show, it's going to be on the site. All the links, all the email links, all that stuff. I'm going to get out of here. Once again, I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Here's my problem. Why are there 10? You don't need 10. Why did they pick 10? Why 10? Why not 9 or 11? I'll tell you why. Because 10 sounds official. <laughs> 10 sounds important. They knew if it was 11, people wouldn't take it seriously. It's a padded list. <laughs>